This is a Federal News Network podcast. The Postal Service went to extraordinary lengths last year to process a record volume of mail-in ballots while also delivering the surge in packages that peaks during the holidays. That's all behind the agency now, but it's still struggling to improve on-time delivery for regular old mail. Now USPS plans to stand up a data dashboard for its biggest customers. For the latest on the state of the Postal Service, Federal News Network's Jory Heckman joins me. And what's the story behind a dashboard? You don't fatten a pig by weighing it. No, but this is really coming from the demands of its biggest customers, as you said a moment ago, mailers and these industries that depend on the Postal Service delivering these things in a timely fashion. Postmaster General Louis DeJoy He told members of the Mailer's Technical Advisory Committee that the Postal Service is working on this dashboard. And what it would do is it would give, again, its biggest customers regular status updates on conditions on facilities and on-time metrics for different types of mail. And that really couldn't come any sooner. The latest that we've seen on this is that USPS data shows that about 64% of first-class mail was delivered on time the final week of 2020. And the week prior to that, it was around 62%. So not good numbers. So the dashboard will give the business mailers the information they need to prove how lousy the service is, I guess. Maybe that's what's going on here. What has the response been from industry to this gesture of these dashboard? Well, they've really been clamoring. And probably if you ask them, this is you know sorely overdue to be getting this kind of actionable information and information they can use to turn around and influence their business decisions. Just to give you a sense of what they're looking at here, there's a recent filing before the Postal Regulatory Commission from the National Association of Pre-Sort Mailers. They told the PRC that this lack of data has translated into real significant costs for their members. Just to give you a sense of what they're looking at, they said that their members have spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on truck transportation for trucks that have had to sit for days at postal facilities, waiting for up to 12 hours in some instances, only be told by postal supervisors oh, we don't have the capacity to handle this right now, come back tomorrow. For more on this, we spoke with Mike Plunkett, who is the president and CEO of the Association of Postal Commerce. And he said that this dashboard, once it stood up, could help mailers decide how best to go forward with things, whether to send mail to different facilities or just hold off on sending commercial mail to certain zip codes if things are really jammed up. The industry has been clamoring for months for something that would provide visibility into locations where the mail just isn't moving. People don't want to compound the problem by trying to enter commercial mail in a facility that is gridlocked. They would greatly welcome something that would tell them where the trouble spots are. Imagine all those Bed Bath & Beyond coupons that don't get mailed. So how has USPS shared this performance data so far? Well, in bits and pieces and not necessarily by its own volition here, it was the defendant in about a dozen federal lawsuits last year tied basically to election mail. But those decisions had wide ranging implications here. They were essentially being compelled to share publicly information about weekly performance data. That's how I was able to disclose that performance data that I spoke about just a moment ago. And Justice Department attorneys for the Postal Service said that if they weren't compelled to do so, they would never disclose this kind of information publicly and that they would consider this kind of proprietary information. Now, there is a new Postal Service lawsuit brought by some business mailers. Is that added to the pile? What's the status of the old lawsuits based on the election? Yeah, well, the hits just keep on coming here. The lawsuits that I spoke about a moment ago regarding election mail, they're still ongoing, even though there's no longer election to discuss. Um, Those things are in a holding pattern right now, things are still going forward as far as these performance metrics and, and next steps there. But 
There's a new lawsuit brought by the Alliance of Nonprofit Mailers and other associations, and they are up in arms about an imminent price increase that was approved by the Postal Regulatory Commission. And essentially, their contention is that they are looking at the lowest performance metrics in recent memory and yet a price increase for that level of service. And they're really upset about that. And they're saying that industry-wide, these increases that they're looking at would be approximately $2 billion in increased costs in the next year alone. Yeah, it's kind of like airline food, terrible and not enough. All right. So is Congress going to step in at some point now that we have a new administration and a new majority leader in the Senate? Is there any prospect of real postal reform? Well, there is some good news on that horizon. The Congress did introduce its first major postal reform bill of 2021, the USPS Fairness Act. It's something that was first introduced in the last session of Congress, passed the House, didn't make it over the finish line in the Senate. And what it simply would do is eliminate the Postal Service's 2006 requirement to pre-fund retiree health benefits well into the future. It's been a major driver of its annual losses that do total in the billions. And it would essentially give the Postal Service a clean slate for billions of dollars in payments that it's been unable to pay in recent years. Now, if they're prepaying those benefits, doesn't that mean that they won't have to pay them in the future? And if they don't prepay them now, they will have to pay them in the future. So are they simply turning in one design? disaster now for a future disaster when they have not put away that money. You know, potentially, I don't think there's been any real solutions as far as where the the agency would go from here. It would essentially be a pay-as-you-go system, and by all means, it would be more in line with what agencies are doing now versus what this prefunding requirement has been more like. But the difference is those agencies get appropriations to cover all of their costs, including payroll, employee benefits, and retirement. The Postal Service doesn't have those appropriations, correct? Postal Service has been the sometimes why of the federal government where it is in some regards a federal agency in other regards of business and as you point out doesn't get annual appropriations i can just see joe biden now when they bring this in this big sheaf of papers and all the problems with the postal service and him saying his proverbial come on man that could very well be the reaction federal news networks jory heckman thanks so much thanks tom check out all of his postal coverage at federalnewsnetwork.com a financial plan isn't just about money It's about what matters most to you, like protecting your family, supporting your community, and building a legacy for future generations. At Northwestern Mutual, we start with a conversation about the life you want to live now and years from now. Whether you're paying down debt, saving for college, or planning for retirement, we have an eye on your bigger picture. Get access to our financial expertise at harlem.nm.com. The Northwestern Mutual Life Insurance Company, headquartered in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.